What's up, gamer? Welcome to the Wolf's Den. So, I've been digging through hundreds, hundreds of news stories to try to find something to talk about. And let me tell you, it is not super easy. Looks like everybody's just struggling to find something to talk about that's even vaguely interesting. So, I'm going to lean back on Velma. Let's talk about Velma again, because two new episodes dropped. And I want to explore this phenomenon a little bit more. Between The contrast between The Last of Us and Velma is just so compelling to me that I, I want to talk about it a little bit more. And if you didn't notice, today is a special day because I was not able to upload an episode yesterday. So you get two. This one for your drive home. The other one for your morning morning drive. So I appreciate you joining me both times today. So let's get into it. As much as I hate to say it, Velma is doing exactly what Logan Paul accused CoffeeZilla of doing. Which is, it's gaining money for everybody. Anybody and everybody that's talking about it is getting clicks they're getting views and that's that's part of the reason i find i find it so compelling on the one hand you have everybody talking about the last of us and how good it is and how good it continues to be even after eight years or 10 years since its release on the other coin other side of the coin you have velma which everybody i've seen literally three people say i'm going to watch velma so you don't have to literally exactly the same thing i've seen moist critical do it i've seen a journalist for forbes do it and i saw another person that i follow on youtube say exactly the same thing i'm not going to tell you that i don't know if i'm going to watch it or not but it is interesting it is universally hated right it's something that everybody agrees is just not it's not a funny enjoyable show yet it appears that nobody can stop watching this thing the question is why so i wanted to explore that and perhaps find some logical reason we all subject ourselves to this kind of torture one explanation could be that we just enjoy mild frustration. Which sounds kind of odd. Why would anybody like to be frustrated? Why would anybody like to be agitated? That's something you actively try to avoid. It's, you know, you when you get home or when you go to work, you are hoping that you don't have some dumbass customer asking you some dumbass thing or having your boss asking you some dumbass thing or you know on and on you don't want to be frustrated or mildly angry but is that necessarily true you know there was an experiment i forget which book i was listening to i want to say i want to say it was david goggins honestly and they did experiments in the 1960s trying to map the brain so they opened up people's skulls and it's like something out of fallout so they opened up people's skulls exposed their brain 
And of course, you can't do brain surgery while somebody's asleep. You don't know if they're going to die or if you're causing any damage. So these people are awake. They have their skull opened, their brain exposed, and then these scientists stick electrodes in just ran in parts of the brain to figure out what you know what's connected to what. So these electrodes are connected to a, a switch, and people are allowed to press the switch whenever they want, right? So you got numbers say 1 through 10, each one is connected to an individual electrode. Let's say 1 makes you super horny. It connects to the part of your brain that is like is in control of your libido. And you might think that people would press that all the time, right? Like, it, it kind of feels good to be horny. I mean, <laughs> let's, be, let's be honest, as long as you're not blue-balled for too long. Say the second one is connected to feelings of pleasure and happiness. Who doesn't want to be happy and content? You know, we talk about dopamine and and how it's like a crazy addictive drug. And like, you know, cocaine, for example, increases your level of dopamine in your brain to the point of like more than sexual pleasure. So if it wasn't sexual pleasure, then obviously, I mean, happiness and dopamine are going to be the thing that people press most often, right? The answer is no. The answer is no. So what then are people most turned on by? What really gets people's rocks off? What really gets their jollies going? Turns out that mild frustration and anger feel the best to most people which is really compelling science because you think about it think about it outside of velma mild frustration and anger like very mild a small itch in the back of your brain that is what causes children for example to continue to do something until they've perfected it, until they've scratched that itch. You can be, uh, think about the last time you were trying to do something and you, you were getting frustrated by it. Let's, Let's say, say it ring. Let's say you were trying to be a certain boss. Let's say you were trying to make it to a certain area or get a certain item within Elden Ring. Elden Ring specifically is a very good example of this because you will die over and over and over and over, but you'll keep doing it. You enjoy how damn difficult that game is. You enjoy the mild frustration, the mild anger that you get from playing that game. All the Dark Souls games cause that reaction. Because we're hardwired to enjoy that feeling. Now, the evolutionary reasoning behind that, I'm not entirely sure of. My inclination, my my layman interpretation of this, is that it's designed so that we continue to try to discover new things. It was the... I would venture to guess that it was the reason that our ancestors 
started using tools or started concentrating really, really intently on what was in front of them. What was the best solution? Without that itch, there's really, there's less incentive to do something. Scratching that itch feels really, really great, right? Getting rid of that agitation is outstanding. It's one of the best feelings ever. It's just so gratifying. It's satisfying. Deeply, deeply satisfying, psychologically speaking. So Velma really leans on that nerve, right? Because it's mildly frustrating because it's just, it could work. It could be interesting, but it's not. It could be funny, but it's not. And because of that, it makes you angry. And what's interesting is nobody can understand why it's so bad. Like, how, how does... Even Robin and I were sitting sitting here watching this thing, this dumpster fire, and we're both saying to ourselves, and she said this out loud, she's like, you know what, it makes me feel better because if somebody in their that is maybe, you know, five or six years older than us is making something like this and, like, getting recognized, then, like, I feel better about myself. Or, you know, I feel better about myself because I'm not making these really crass and unfunny jokes. That's our attempt at rationalizing this thing, at scratching that psychological itch. For other people, it is somehow a psyop, a right-wing conspiracy to make the left look bad, to make it look like the left can't meme or, you know, whatever the fuck. I I mean, everybody's looking for a reason why the hell this thing exists. And Charlie says that his reasoning, although he didn't say it in so many words, his reasoning is that he's just attracted to dumpster fires he he has to be there for goofy things the other person that i was watching claims that she's a masochist and that's why she i mean but like as i just explained the answer is it makes us mildly frustrated but we can't scratch that itch because it won't let us the the show gives us no reason to ultimately be satisfied we have to create our own reasoning to be satisfied with this thing and that's kind of the key here is that we're not satisfied with the show per se but we are satisfied we are coming to our own conclusions we're scratching that itch individually and whatever that is it's gratifying and it's been described as hate watching but that's that's inaccurate we we don't actually hate it and perhaps we want to, but we, if we're honest with ourselves, we kind of enjoy it because, because we get satisfaction out of scratching that itch with whatever, whatever justification we come up with, whether it be, I feel better because I don't write shit like this, or I enjoy putting myself through pain or whatever whatever reasoning you have, you're scratching that itch. And 
again, it's one of the most gratifying things that a human being can experience. Now, you take that to the other side of the coin with something that's actually properly written and uses that effect for for its own narrative and you're talking about the last of us because we get that we get that same kind of feeling with a weekly release you know we're mildly frustrated that we haven't reached the end of the show the the show has not reached its pinnacle we don't understand you know we haven't gotten to see the conclusion to the story and that's what that's what hbo is doing with the last of us and i remember telling robin like it's pretty great because we get these huge show dumps from netflix for example where the entire season gets released all at the same time and we're used to binge watching these things so i mean watch it don't watch it really doesn't matter there's there are no stakes to it if i'm not invested then i'm not going to watch the rest of the show but if you release something that doesn't conclude or that you have to wait for you know again causing that mild irritation it it's going to compel you to watch it so the return of weekly releases particularly for the last of us is one triggering that that emotion but two narratively speaking it's well written in a way that like you're mildly frustrated by the fact that they're more or less imprisoned you're mildly frustrated by the fact that joel can't seem to get what he wants you're mildly frustrated by the fact that ellie is kind of a kind of a prisoner in her own life and like these kinds of things add up subconsciously to create a compelling story but it doesn't treat you like shit it it's it's recognizing that impulse in all of us and kind of feeding it you know again it it itself is doing it subconsciously whereas velma is doing it very consciously it's a naked blatant attack on your biology kind of like like an advertiser or something like it's it's something that advertisers talk speaking of take advantage of all the time i i was listening to the power of habit and and he was talking about the fact that target for example they can tell based on what you buy they can tell with certain level of confidence whether or not you're pregnant they can tell whether or not you're single they can tell whether or not you're male or female they can tell whether or not you're going through a huge life change or a breakup or you know they can deduce these things based on what you buy so shows obviously are are kind of the same they know what is going to get a reaction and what's going to get a reaction is again frustration anger but only when it's mild you can't go too far if you go too far then people are gonna you're 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 going to scratch that itch once and then let it go velma does this pretty pretty perfectly it's there's nothing super wrong about it it's just frustrating that it's not funny it commits no serious crimes it doesn't make 
super outrageous jokes or what it considers to be jokes, but they're not funny. It's just mildly amusing or mildly frustrating that the story just doesn't make any damn sense. It's just it's just dull enough that we can't we can't fully gratify ourselves, which is why everybody continues to talk about it, even though we all know that it's trash. It's just bad, but we can't stop. It's 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 the it's the complete opposite of Power Wash Simulator. It the complete opposite. And you might be saying, Wolf, what the hell are you bringing up Power Wash Simulator for? And I'll explain. Look, <clears throat> Power Wash Simulator is popular because it's gratifying to get rid of all that dirt and grime. Right? It's, it's fine the way it is. You're fine the way it is initially. But the second you start spraying and ruining the symmetry, you can't stop. Your brain will not let you stop. You have to clean the entire thing or you will lose your mind. So, once you clean the entire level, then you can relax. And it's 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 like an orgasm almost. It's fucking fantastic, right? Velma will not let you. It won't. It edges you forever. It will not let you get off mentally. It just it just won't give you the gratification that you're looking for so you have to continue to watch it you have to because you can't let that go like we talked about you it's it's always there it's always there it's always teasing you and because you can't get that scratch that itch it, you have to you have to keep going back you have to keep going back looking for a reason to scratch that itch looking for any possible way to get that last piece of dirt off that piece of playground equipment but it's it's an illusion it's never going to get any better so it's the it's the dragon that can't be defeated it's 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 a really interesting situation and i'm going to i'm going to give it more of a think really dive into this dungeon here of psychology and try to figure out how we can defeat that or turn it to our advantage because honestly it's while it's making money and while that might be the point it it's a net negative for humanity because if that is the way that we are going to handle things then what we're going to end up with is uh, a culture or a society that's built purely around literally edging people and creating mild levels of frustration and anger. Just a, just a background noise of frustration and anger. And think about that for a while. Do you want to live there? Because that's what Velma is trying to get us to do. It's trying to get us to live in a state of discomfort forever. And I, I don't want to live that way at all. I, I don't think anybody who thinks about it wants to live that way. <laughs> so I'll see if I can find some way to 
crash the system. Everybody else is saying, I'll watch it for you so you don't have to. I'll subject myself to this pleasurable thing that so that you don't have to. I am not going to say that. I am going to say that I'm going to find a way to save us from this crap and get back to situations that are actually legitimately enjoyable where we can have that that nice frustration that nice like underlying like mm, i gotta clean i gotta clean lord croft's fucking house man I, it's gotta fucking happen i gotta get every last piece of dirt mm, it's so satisfying when it's clean i just i love it so much uh uh that's what i want to get us back to not this trash that they want us to consume and have that feeling over because we the 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 pleasure is from the release is from the catharsis it's not from the frustration so let's let's work together to get to that release anyway that's what i wanted to talk about i appreciate you hanging out with me and exploring that let's talk again tomorrow peace